has uh, always been uh, a friend of mine, and uh, I'm excited to uh, make friends with people that make music. With me are uh, the two great people from Moon. Uh, how are you guys, uh, Dan and Chelsea? Super. Thanks for asking. Good to be here, man. Yeah. Doing great. Very excited about uh, your new EP that is out, Shine, which is out everywhere. They do have a band camp, uh, so uh, go ahead and uh, download it there. I'll have all the links on entertheshell.com, but uh, if you're so inclined, feel free to log on to moontransmissions.com for more information. We just heard the song Shine off of, of course, the self-titled um, uh, EP really dig what you guys are doing i know you guys have been doing this uh for quite some time and to release a new ep is definitely uh, a fun moment in your life does it get any more funner with each release that you do heck yeah it does it does <laughs> i mean that you foster a good uh, partnership a good relationship with a buddy and you get to know each other's tendencies more and then you hit the studio and it just happens faster and more fun. I mean, we what took a week on finishing up this last one from 
from the years before the first one, right, Dan? Man, there's nothing like getting a chance to put out your music to the world. There's always such a labor, and by the time you get to that point, it, it's... Yeah, you just can't even believe it's fine. You've heard it a bazillion times, and you're so ready for everyone else to like hear the thing. And you know, it's just nothing like just finally putting it out there. So we're more than stoked to get this album out. You know, when people usually put the title song with you know the track of the album, sometimes it's it's just out of they couldn't think of another name for an album, right? It's an exciting title. You could probably figure out some things if you say our band name and that title together. That's fun. Um, also, we just had so much fun like finishing the song Shine, and it, uh, <laughs> pun intended, it really shined <laughs> in, the, in the way that we hoped. You know, we could quite, the good thing about that song is like we actually had tried to work this song out a few different ways, and we loved it when we started it, but as we came back a few times, we we're just like, this still isn't the right song. We ripped it apart in the last session down to just like a vocal and a little piece of bass line at one point and I think just the click track. We didn't even have any rhythm coming from our original. And we about like in a day's time just nailed this thing. And we just left that session going, This is it, this is the this is the album, this is the song. Funny thing I found out about you, Chelsea, is that you're a Utah jazz fan. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> what Let's is, talk about it. What There's is it like <laughs> living in Laker country? Oh, man. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, A, I'm a, I'm a diehard Minnesota Viking fan. So I used to get excited. I would see that purple and gold walking down the street and be like, oh, it's just the Lakers. Fine. <laughs> but I love a good heated rivalry. So there was no shortage of, you know, bros to go to a sports bar with and just yell at each other while we yell at the TV. So it's, it's been very healthy for my socialization in Los Angeles. <laughs> Music and sports do you know, collide from time to time. When you guys are um, making music, are you thinking of that? Like, man, this would be a, a great song for either like the Utah Jazz or you know, you know, the Minnesota Vikings to come out on it as. I most certainly think about that all the time. All the time, for sure. I I think about sports um, all too often. It's probably a problem, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely there for it. <laughs> It doesn't hurt to give us a break in the studio, too, and, like, just go hit a sports bar once in Blue Moon. Well, back when you could. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good break. Not exactly yeah. now, but when we were making this, there was a few moments where we were like, okay, let's go watch the game. Got to have a few. Just break it down, get our heads into it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I'm noticing both of your guys' backgrounds um, in the back. Uh, they're real. <laughs> kind of, you know, a little bit different from mine, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, we were just talking about this, about the recording process, me and Dan, uh, over the, um, you know, right, right before we got on. And, um, it, it, the recording process could be such a daunting task or it could be such an easy task. Over my time in, in recording and, and just, um, creating, I figured out what worked, what did it. And I realized you didn't need to have, you know, a thousand different pieces of equipment to get your sound. It's nice, but at the same time, all that stuff, I think um, having too much is sometimes too much uh, in a way. Do you guys think about that when you're recording? Are, are you pretty much limiting yourselves to the, the, the certain, um, you know, types of equipment that you 
are going to need because I'm always thinking about when I go on the road. You know, when I go on the road, what equipment is actually feasible that can sustain a a, a road trip and, and being on tour and b what's sustainable for me to carry. You know, so do so do you think about that when when going on the road? You know, oh man, uh, on the road, I remember playing one of my first early shows. I had like a seven piece drum kit. And a, a buddy of mine, Nate, he was like, he, we were playing some local show, and he's like, bro, rack tom, floor tom, call it a day. And I've never been the same since. I'm like, dude, you're so right. Nate, you you get it. You get it, dude. So, it, yeah, less is more. Even when you pull up your DAW and you're yeah. looking at this laundry list of plugins, it's just like sifting through something to just get the sweet spot. So I'm all about less is more, man. That's a brilliant, brilliant uh, comment. The road thing is hilarious because, yeah, I, I, I've been in other situations that I used to take, like, a few guitars and a, an extra amp and, and uh, like, a handful of keyboards just in case, you know, one one plug goes out, you know, extra pedals, everything. And it's good to have that stuff, but generally a lot of stuff's successful. And, like, now I just go out with, like, literally the smallest keyboard I can get, you know, a guitar that's very light and easy that I just love playing. And the smaller the amp, the better. I mean, you got microphones, you can make that sound huge. My, like, oh, one totally. of my favorites is this little 15 watt Silvertone. It's just like incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Plugins, a few years ago, I stripped them all out. I uh, I had like the everything, everything stuck in my computer at one point, like you know, five or so years ago. And I just, I was like, this is too much. I, be- I barely use half of these. I figured out what my favorites are. But I'm also an analog guy. I, I actually grew up on a console, and I love tape. And uh, if you can have more of that stuff, it's definitely amazing. But I'm just happy having a nice little like hybrid studio. I've got like I've got my uh, Neve mixing console here, and then everything else is just like beautiful. A few vintage mic pre's, just the right mics, you know, just enough to make it warm. Because I do feel like if you're going direct and you don't have some of these beautiful mic pre's and mics. It can definitely like thin out the sound, you know. To to really get a bigger sound, you need a bit of analog, but you don't need the whole thing. Yeah, and your sound is very verbose. Uh, I should say, I was listening to it, and I really did want to crank it up uh, when we were when I was listening to it uh, uh, throughout the week, just trying to, you know, when I listen to music, and I'm like trying to put myself in your guys's uh brain on on making something like for example um the first and second song shine and uh your second song on that album I, what i noticed is the drum pattern is kind of the same so it kind of like those two songs mix into each other and i wanted to know if if that was um uh on purpose or that was just kind of a, a mistake we like that that southern stompy stomp clap kind of thing. We were really vibing that kind of world when we were crafting this EP or this project, I should say. Um, and so we 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 threw a little stomp clap in there and then build off of it. Yeah, it was really fun. I I really liked it. <laughs> cool, cool. You know, it just, certainly keeps the move, movement happening, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like absolutely right. Absolutely. Looked at your Twitter, and I'm fascinated because a lot of things on Twitter you can do whereas like facebook and instagram you can't um one of the things that that i saw and i don't know 
if you guys are heavily influenced by 311, but I, I did see that um, a tweet about the 311 IP that is uh, that's out the IPA the um, the Blue Album Tallboy. Um, yeah, wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Was it just that it was just so novel about an IPA and a band, or do you guys really gravitate towards 311? Um, Dan's got a fun story about, about 311, but I've got, uh, I've, I've got like a little make yourself brew thing going on here. So I've been learning how to make beer and it's super fun. I'm a big IPA fan and it just kind of showed up and I was like, all oh, right, I love 311. What are these guys up to? So like, let, let's definitely shout it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, uh do tell the, the, the story unless... <laughs> Unless you sign some NDAs or something like that. No. I know this is L.A., <laughs> so. It, in one of my last bands, uh, we were playing in Vegas. Uh, I think it was like the out the, the backside of Beauty Bar where they have the big concert in the back. And at the end of our show, Nick was in town. He showed up and walked up to me and was like, hey, man, you guys got passports? You want to go to China with us? We're going to go on tour in a month. Can you just hit it? And, you know, we somehow... Somehow we didn't connect after that, but uh, we were excited at the idea. They're a fun band. I, I uh, randomly in the '90s, I feel like I caught them at so many festivals. I mean, like I don't know that I was like the biggest fan, but like it's just amazing how many times I ended up seeing them. Anyways, the shows were always good times. So good stuff. Yeah, good there, times for sure. There are those weird bands that you're just like, what is this a kinship that I have with you that you're all of a sudden appearing? <laughs> You know, I had that with uh, this band called Ozo Motley, who's, uh, you know, yeah, where I was just there to watch somebody and then they're like, and here's Ozo Motley. I'm like, dude, are you stalking me? This is like the fourth time, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? In a year that I've seen you. Not that that's a bad thing, but I'm just like, what's going on here? Maybe we have the same taste in music. I don't know. So, um, yeah. By the way, uh, sidebar, if you could be a beer, uh, what beer would you be? <laughs> I love this question. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, man. Elysium Space first. Dust. Oh, wow. Space. <laughs> oh, excellent. That is a good. Oh, Chelsea, what about you? Um, I'm an Einstock White Ale. It's, wow. a, it's a little Icelandic brewery that hey. I had that taste that just went, oh, my gosh, I can actually taste the coriander and citrus notes in this thing. It's awesome. It's simple yet complex. <laughs> kind of like yourself, in, in a way. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> Very cool. I myself would be. Uh, I gravitate towards two beers. Uh, one of them is a uh, mango cart, which is you know mm. a very local right here, Golden Road, here in Los Angeles. Oh heck yeah! Uh, yeah. Delicious. I love yeah, mangoes, yeah. and when they put it in a beer, I was just like, brilliant, you know. Uh, and the other one. Is uh, a, a Irish beer called Harp, who they're, they're the makers of Guinness, and it's kind of like a lighter beer. And it's man, those are those two. If they can make some sort of hybrid uh, with those two, I think um, that would be the best beer. I guess that uh, uh, describes me. Uh, one last thing, I know we're a little off topic, but you know sometimes I like to do that. Is uh, restore the Snyderverse. I have become a proponent of that. Uh, I did uh, see, of course, the Snyder Cut, 
absolutely brilliant. Absolutely restored my faith in DC after, you know, they just put uh, that abomination that was Wonder Woman 1984 uh, out. Um, Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I mean, look, look, the first Wonder Woman I liked, I liked her in, you know, uh, Justice League. Um, You know, I, I, I like, I like it. But what they did with Wonder Woman 1984, it was just like I want to see the Snyder cut of Wonder Woman 1984. I'm like, I'm like, there must be, there must be something better because this does feel like it it was treated like a Josh Whedon esque. I don't know. It, it, It was just not like there was just a thousand plot holes that were just taking me out of every single, um, you know. Uh, part of the movie where I'm like, wait, wait a minute, you know, like that, you, that's totally, uh, uh, you know, a doll, you know what I mean? With, with the kids, like she saves these kids and you're like, that's a mannequin. Right. I can completely, you, this is a three hundred thousand million dollar budget and I could see a mannequin. Come on. You know what I mean? You, you have, you, you have Kristen Wiig who looks like a cheetah, but then you have, you know, a mannequin that I could completely oh, tell. This is absolutely, ridiculous you know like stop it you oh, know man. Uh, just, just weird weird stuff like that that uh, you know it, it's it's for they're flying and it's fourth of july but yet everybody's working they go into a bank and it's working you know what i mean and i'm like i'm like it's if it's if it was that's a brilliant point you know like I mean, weird stuff like that that takes me out of, of, of stupid stuff but uh, uh your thoughts on the snyderverse and and them restoring it uh Oh, man. I am such a DC fan. I love what the Marvel Universe has been doing. I mean, it's 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 undeniably incredible. And how long they've been able to keep people's contracts. It's just this really cool, special thing. And Snyder, man, he understands the, the DC Universe the way all these DC fans want to see it. And so you kind of get the get a little bit of pushback from the network. It's like, oh, this will just be the one. But then I noticed that you know, the hashtag of bring, you know, restore the Snyderverse outperformed the Avengers Endgame. And so the fangirl in me is like, mm. oh, oh, we're going to get another one. <laughs> so I hope it happens. But, man, I'm just a big, big, big DC fan. And what that gentleman has done, plus Junkie XL soundtrack, I mean, it's just perfect. It's perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Have you seen Doom Patrol? No. Oh, I'm the sorry. series, the series Doom Patrol. It's, oh. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's very cool. Duly noted. Yeah, if you have the uh, HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you text me or uh, you know tweet me or whatever, but uh, yeah, (laughs) it's it's totally fun. Um, Dan, we left you out of this conversation. That's all. I I, I feel bad. I am so sorry uh, about that. Are are you a DC person? Uh, Do do you gravitate towards this? Ditto to what. What Chelsea said there, that was a fantastic statement. about summed it up. Um, interestingly, at the moment, at my house, we're going back and just doing the Mar- Marvel timeline. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, in the order of, of play the way it's supposed to be, because right. there's an option to watch that way. So we just thought, for the hell of it, we're going to... And I hope that's what happens with the Snyder Universe. It would be unbelievable that would be a whole series that you can watch in in the time of the the way the books came out you know yeah that that would be cool and if just hbo you know and i've seen this reminisced uh, a couple times by other critics um and i'm not a critic you know what i mean i'm just i'm just you know a guy that 
really digs the time that we're living in, whether it's Marvel or DC. I don't care. It's just like cool stuff that uh, we finally get to live in. Because I remember being a kid and, you know, watching, you know, the, the, the TV show of Superman or, you know, Spider-Man. And it was super cheesy. You know what I mean? And at the yeah. time, the those were like the best graphics that we had. But, you know, it still was just like, I could see the string. You know what I mean? But now I just kind of like the evolution of uh, of everything. You know what I mean? And and how everything seems just more real and authentic uh, to this day. I have met some people that are not into the superhero movies, and I get it because they're like, look, the, the, you know, like it's fun to watch stuff like that, but it's not reality. And sometimes it's fun to not be in reality. Yeah. So, yeah, here, here. <laughs> that's the that's the fun of it. Here, man. here. Yeah. We all need escape, especially right now, man. So this is this is great content, I think. Yeah, and and your album, uh, go ahead, pick it up, uh, Shine. Great content as well. Uh, provides a funscapism, uh, if you will. And MoonTransmissions.com. Go ahead and uh, log on there, and there they have links to their SoundCloud, their Facebook, their Instagram, their Bandcamp. And so much more. I'll have other links as well on entertheshell.com for everybody to go check it out. Uh, lastly, uh, your band name is like awesome because I am a huge space person. Um, I truly believe that that is kind of the next frontier that we're all going through. And the one thing that terrifies me, and, and I'm using terrify as such a, a wrong word. I, I guess the one thing that um, really just is intriguing is when we start colonizing other planets and begin terraforming planets as well. It is, man, like, like I'm like, okay, I get it. But, you know, at the same time, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to see that because it, it brings these weird connotations to me that, like, we are the aliens, you know? Like, everyone's like, oh, we're searching for aliens. I'm like, dude, just, you know, take a selfie. Boom, alien. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's us, you know? And um, some yeah. people think I'm weird for saying that, you know what I mean? And, and, and bringing that to light, but... Uh, some people aren't. Some people are like that intrigues me, and I can't believe people are not thinking like that. Um, may maybe I'm just a little too out there sometimes. But uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously you must have some sort of connotation because I mean, Moon is very space esque. I love this conversation. I mean, one of my favorite quotes ever is somewhere something incredible is waiting to be known, Mister Sagan. The point about colonizing is really interesting. I, I tend to agree. There there's thought about lots of information out there about that we've been visited a bazillion times already and that there's a thought about how humans are going to treat everybody else out in space and that's an interesting thought there's a little bit of scare going the other way at least from what i've read online but I, i'm really into it I, I think there's so much to be learned out there and uh i can't wait for the exploration to keep going you know i, I think just sitting on one planet i don't know i think we should get as far as we can see what we can find be welcoming for that matter too by the way <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure we'll see i mean shoot i i've kind of i'm thinking of more of it of like 
when when settlers colonized other other lands, what if we had just slowed down and learned more about those people first yeah. before he came over, right? So I'm all about let's explore, let's learn. This is exciting, but slow your roll, humans. Learn more before you start to exploit some resources we might not know enough about. That's right. History should not repeat itself, you know? <laughs> it, <laughs> totally. It, and for some reason with humans, it just continually does. I know. It's like, <laughs> guys, we're in a loop. We need to stop this, you know? Did, didn't yeah. we understand what happened before and yada? Like, come on, guys. Uh, let, let, let's Let's do something different. So, um, and I'm enjoying that you guys are doing something different, uh, with your EP shine that is available everywhere. Go pick it up, uh, listen to it. It's definitely going to get you in the mood. Uh, moon is the band shine is the EP that's out again, moontransmissions.com. Go check them out. And, uh, lastly, we are going to leave, uh, you with the song never cross me, which by the way, um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk to you really quick about this, um, which was you guys had the Budapest symphonic, uh, scoring orchestra with that. Oh, my whole life. I've always wanted to do a song with a symphony in back of me, you guys are kind of getting to live that. I, I know you guys can't go on tour with them or anything like that because that's, that's kind of a, a huge uh, undertaking. But yeah. uh, j- just tell me about that uh, thought and that idea of having a, a symphonic scoring orchestra and how uh, the Budapest Symphonic Orchestra kind of came into your life. Yeah, well, uh, gosh. I mean, for one, we're both you know classical musicians in many different ways. You know, Chelsea's had unbelievable training and I grew up playing classical piano and uh, play a few different sort of orchestral instruments and just this idea of including it. We love it. It's, there's nothing like the organic nature of the instruments in the body of the instrument projecting those sounds. You can try and do it in the computer all day, but it's just not the same. So for us, we've, you know, we, in a perfect world, we, we would have an orchestra behind us every night and that would be incredible. But, uh, you know, we just felt for this recording, let's try and get it right and do do it as big as we can. And, you know, we're we're working towards some unbelievable orchestration on our next stuff, too, as well. We're just doing everything we can to include it. Yeah, you're going to love our next album. If you like that stuff, you're, we're going to really roll this in with the cool collaboration with Elena Brown. You linked up with a really, really rad, rad gal to collaborate with on this one. We're super pumped. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, I, again, you know, like when Metallica released their Metallica S and M, I'm just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, you know, and, uh, yeah. And I'm like, why can't this always be a thing? But uh, you know, uh, it can. I'm like, but it can. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm so yeah, glad man. that uh, you guys are are using uh, everything at your disposal. Uh, to keep on making some really cool music out there. So uh, thank you so much for just your creativity and your passion that you're putting into this. Uh, Moon is the band, uh, moontransmissions.com. And, of course, the album Shine Out Everywhere. Go check it out. And, of course, we are leaving you now with the song Never Cross
Hey guys, thanks again for tuning into What the Music. Again, thanks to Chelsea and of course Dan for uh, coming on. Truly do appreciate them. And again, for more information, moontransmissions.com. And if you have any questions, can't remember any of that stuff, log on to entertheshell.com. Check out the show notes. Uh, there you'll be able to see all their links that you can hook up with the band on. And since you're there on entertheshell.com, check out all the rest of my streaming platforms that I am available on and hit that subscribe button. Uh, since you're hitting buttons, uh, there is a donation button located right there on entertheshell.com. I do this for the love of music and to help artists but there are costs that do come with that, mainly server space and, of course, domain space. So if you want to help a brother out, I truly appreciate it. Uh, go ahead, click that donate button and uh, donate whatever you can. Anything is much appreciated. And I assure you, all the money does go back to entertheshell.com, whether it's me just uh, buying more server space or uh, getting more gear or uh, repairing, you know, gear that was, um, you know, messed up or just changing cables, all that stuff. I promise you, you know, all the money will be put back in. I will not spend it on anything uh, for me. It all goes back into the show, and uh, I would truly appreciate it. But hey, I get it. Times are tough, and if you don't have the money, that's no problem at all. If you could, uh, something a little bit more valuable, share the link, tell your friends about entertheshell.com, and specifically the show What the Music, and um, tell them about all these artists that I'm featuring that I'm sure are blowing your mind uh, as we speak. So, again, uh, go ahead and check out entertheshell.com, whether it's donating, uh, subscribing, or just telling a friend. I would truly appreciate it.